Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson. If you're listening to this, then I know you are enjoying the Bumps and Thumbs podcast. In order to continue to run the podcast and get guests on the show, we need support from people like you. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Once you are there, you'll have options to select from to make a monthly contribution. Your support will help us get on wrestling stars that require financial compensation. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today has been a true fan of professional wrestling since she was a child. She's a lifetime member of the Cauliflower Alley Club. The Benevolent, say that for me, please. Benevolent. Benevolent coordinator and advisory board chair for the Cauliflower Alley Club and works for a major U.S. bank. In the United States here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce Ms. Darla Staggs. Darla, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brian, for having me. I'm very honored. I'm sorry about that tongue twister. That word just gets me. I don't know why. So I apologize for that. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> uh, so you know, again, I reached out to you and you responded very quickly and I really appreciate it. And we have some friends in, in common here that uh, I found out today with uh, George Shire. Um, yes. Great guy. Uh, love him. I have him on here whenever I can and and uh, a wealth of knowledge. So uh, and he talks very highly of you. So, well, I love George. We've been friends for over 40 years. Yeah. And, um, Today, when we talked, he told me, I haven't seen him, of course, you know, with the pandemic and then with Mm -hmm. his wife having medical issues. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. So he promised me today that we would get together soon and go out to dinner. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we make it work. Yeah, there you go. I hope so. So, all right, let's get into a little bit. Um, you know, I said that you were I've been a fan since you were a child. So, uh, tell us a little bit about you growing up, where you grew up at, your childhood. Well, I grew up in the uh, St. Louis, Missouri area. Okay. So I am a NWA fan, a Sam Mushnick fan, and Larry Matisic fan. Um, I like to tell this story. So the first match that I ever went to I was nine months old oh wow (laughs) it was at Keel Auditorium and I saw Pat O'Connor beat Dick Hutton for the NWA title I however do not remember wow of course my uh mom and dad always loved to tell that story my mom said that uh, when when Pat won 
He said, she said, my dad took off with me in his arms and ran down around ringside and came back. And she said, what in the world were you doing? And he says, I don't know. I was just too excited. <laughs> that is an amazing story that you were there. I mean, you were a baby, but you were there for that historic event. That is, that's, then, that's a neat story. So my parents were both wrestling fans grandparents on both sides were wrestling fans so i i didn't have a chance but uh my (laughs) my grandma and grandpa they um they took me as a little girl they had um season seats and i don't know if you've ever been there or not but we had our seats were right on the aisle where the wrestlers came down and my grandma always had the end seat because she wanted to touch them on the back when they walked by but (laughs) Anyway, so we, we went as a kid every time they had them. And then as I got older, um, I met people over there, met friends. And um, I started going with a gal. She, um, I started cosmetology when I was a junior in high school. Okay. And one day I was sitting there looking at a wrestling magazine and this girl walks up to me. She was an uh, older student. And she said, do you like wrestling? I said, oh my gosh. I said, I love wrestling. (laughs) And she said, I date Jack Briscoe. She said, if your parents will let you go with me the next time he's in town, I'll introduce you. And I'm like, yeah, right. Because to me, these guys were like movie stars. Yeah. Sure enough, she took me. I met Jack and he was the first wrestler that uh, I became friends with. And that started it. I started going. I went to the chase, never missed it, became friends with Larry Matisic. He was he was one of my closest friends, and I yeah. I still can't hardly even talk about him. I was with him the day before he passed away. Oh. But I love wrestling to this day. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, unfortunately, my parents were not fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my grandpa, I mean, I was real up, uh, and he would sit me on his lap. I don't remember this. He died when I was about two years old, but, uh, he would sit me on his lap, uh, on Sunday and watch all-star wrestling, Vern Gagne's all-star wrestling. Uh, and I guess I must've enjoyed it because I have a fascination with it to this day. And, uh, well, you can see my podcast room. Uh, I see that. Yeah, I uh, I absolutely adore it like you. So I understand. I, I, I got the bug early too. So uh, well, you talked a little about, about cosmetology. Um, once you got out of high school, uh, did you go to college? And, and... I did not. I worked. Um, I graduated from cosmetology. And then um, I worked in a beauty salon for a couple years. And it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And um, I applied for a job with Mercantile Bank and I got that. And then I was an employee with them for about 20 years. Then we were bought out by U.S. Bank. Okay. And I've continued. And this year I celebrate 41 years as an employee with them. Wow. That's that's amazing. That's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. And I, 
I love the company. That's great. I mean, if you love what you do, that's what that's what matters. Yes. So you've been a fan since birth. Um, did you do any uh, traveling with, I mean, I shouldn't say with, but outside when you were in St. Louis area, uh, did you go to other cards or other promotions, things like that? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Uh, I traveled. Um, so I had a friend who lived in the Bloomington, Illinois area who mm-hmm. actually ran shows for Vern up in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So we would travel to uh, places like Peoria and... Um, Oh, I think we went to Chicago maybe once. Several several places up in the northern area of Illinois that he was running AWA shows for. So so I got to see a lot of the AWA guys. And of course, since Byrne was part owner in St. Louis, Sam also used a lot of his guys on his cards. I um, traveled regular to Kansas City and to Memphis. Um, I was friends with a lot of the guys in the Kansas City area. One of them, and it's kind of funny since Pat, I saw him win the title as a baby. Yeah. I actually ended up becoming friends with him and his wife yeah. and traveled a lot to Kansas City and stayed at their home. Oh, so wow. those, those were always kind of cool things. And yeah. then... Um, when I became a member of WFIA in 1979, which uh-huh. was wrestling, let's see, Wrestling Fans International Association. And they went to different cities every year and had their convention. And then there would be wrestling shows. So my first one was 79 in Memphis. And I met Tommy. <clears throat> Tommy and Eddie Gilbert, uh-huh. and that was, Eddie had just started in the business, yeah. and I became very close friends with them. I'm still friends with their family and just yeah. visited with his mom a couple years ago, but um, yeah, so I did a lot of traveling to Memphis. I've traveled to Arkansas, Oklahoma. Yeah. So, yeah, all over. You mentioned Eddie Gilbert. I saw um, a few days ago uh, you had on your uh, profile, updated your profile pics of, of Eddie Gilbert. And um, I talked to George a little bit. He said you guys were really good friends. And, yes. uh, you know, I knew Eddie. I didn't know him, but I, I remember Eddie. Uh, when he was in the Mid-South UWF, when he was, you know, a heel, uh, Hot Stuff International, and yeah. uh, when he moved uh, into uh, uh, WCW and all that. And uh, I, I remember when he passed, and I was just so surprised because he was so young. And uh, I didn't realize you guys were that good of friends until I, the other day, and then George had, had mentioned that. And... Uh, Let's just talk about him a little bit about how he was outside of the ring. I know he was a baby face for a number of years and then he was a heel, but outside the ring. 
outside the ring, he was one of one of the kindest guys you could ever meet. I mean, he would do anything for you. And without going into too many details, because I don't want to mention any names, but years ago, there was someone in the business who owed me quite a large sum amount of money that I had lent them. And they kept putting me off and putting me off. And uh, one day Eddie and I were talking and I mentioned it to him and he was pretty upset to say the least. And he said, don't you worry about a thing. And he made some contacts and I eventually got my money back. And if it hadn't been for Eddie, I would have never gotten it back. And, you know, he, he was just so nice and he was so friendly. I mean, he never met a stranger. And um, just to tell you something else real quick about him. So I don't know if you know, Kurt Hennig's wife at all, Leonice. I've just seen her on TV. I don't, I've never interacted with her. And when Eddie had went to, um, he was in New York working for Vince, and I think he had went somewhere, was going to be gone for like a month, and Kurt had just moved to the WWE, and they didn't have a place to stay yet, and Leonice was pregnant, I think, with their first child, and Eddie says, you guys don't worry about a thing. He said, I'm going to be gone for a month. You stay right here at my apartment apartment and make yourself at home so that's just the kind of guy he was yeah yeah i mean sounds like a great guy uh you know his whole you know most of his family was in the business you know his dad his brother um you know i just knew him at towards the end you know because i was a kid when uh he was in the uwf uh mid-south that's where i really when everything started expanding in the mid eighties on television mm-hmm. and we got UWF at, in my hometown of Wisconsin there. And that's where I started seeing them. And I, I, you know, those guys played their parts to the T back then. I tell you what, I, I, when they were heels and when were their baby face, I mean, they just, if they were heels, boy, they just made you so mad. I wanted to just get they through did. the screen. Yeah. My, my grandma said to me one day after she knew we were friends and, after he became a heel, she said to me, she goes, Darla, I just can't stand him. I hate him. She says, I don't even know how you can still be friends with him. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, Grandma, he does the job well, doesn't he? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Those days, unfortunately, are, you know, past, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Getting into the Cauliflower Alley Club, uh, how, I mean, I, obviously you've been to a number of those conventions every year. How did you get more involved being the, uh, the coordinator, and uh, the vice chair for the charity? And- well, um, I started going to Cauliflower in 2004. Okay. And I don't know if you know the name Jim Melby or knew him. Uh, I know George 
received an award in honor of him and explained to that who he was. So yes, I, I am aware. So Jim and I were very close friends and he, we were talking and he actually um, was the one responsible for talking me into going. So my first one was 2004. I have not missed one since. I am now a lifetime member. Yeah. And about two years ago, well, it'll be two years in July, I got a phone call from one of the ladies who was working with them. And she says, Darla, I want to talk to you about something. I said, what's that? And um, she said, you know, and she had been the benevolent fund chairperson. And she had just got a different position with the club. And she asked me if I would be interested in it. And I said, oh, I said, I don't know if I would be interested in doing anything like that or not. She said, you think about it and you get back to me. I don't need to know right away. Well, first person I called was Herb Simmons. Because he, he's my go-to guy, you know, yeah. if I need advice. I said, yeah. Herb, what should I do? I said, I'm, I'm not sure I want to get involved this much. And he said, Darla, he said, you do it. He said, that is an honor to be asked. And he said, I think you would be good at it. He said, you have a heart. And he said, I think you should give it a try. So, so I did. And I have fallen in love with the club even more. It's, um, it's a great work to see what they are doing. I've, I've always supported CAC, but now that I've worked with them and I see how things are and what they're doing, yeah. my heart is really in it. And I, I love it. We have been able to help so many people. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes I hang up the phone from talking to these people yeah. and I just sit here and cry for a while. Yeah. It, it's just sad what happens to some of them yeah i can imagine uh you know like back in the 70s 80s 60s even those guys didn't make i mean they made good money uh if they were in the upper echelon but you know not what these guys are making now i mean it's it's and if you didn't save or you get hit hard times it's it's yeah i and you know, know, these people who tell me wrestling's fake, I just want to punch them. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. we we all know that the end result is predetermined. They know yeah. who's going to win. Yeah. But you know, if these people would see the shape that mm-hmm. most of these people are yep. in now, yep. it's the abuse uh, they take on their body is yep. not fake. I was with uh, Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel at, at uh, Crusher Fest back in uh, October. You and, were? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went up there and uh, I I talked to them because I've done podcasts with them. So I stayed in the same hotel with them and all that. And we got to chatting, uh, you know, during the before and probably after the events, you know, in the evening and stuff and the stuff that those guys, uh, gone through physically, uh, uh you know, Jim just had, I guess I saw it on Facebook shoulder surgery. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, he's in his early 70s and, and Greg's got pretty bad uh, back issues and he's in his early 70s. And, you know, when people say it's fake, I just, you know, I kind of like you, I, I just get kind of like, you know, because some people are like, I can't believe you watch that fake stuff and all that. And I'm like, you know what? I enjoy it. I said, I, I guarantee if you got in the ring for two minutes, you would have a different opinion of how fake it is because they do hit each other. I mean, not to the extreme that it's brought on, but when you get slammed so many times or get kicked so many times, it takes a beating on your body. And um, I understand totally what you're talking about. So, you know, yeah. and about Jim's shoulder surgery, I saw a picture of him. He, oh my gosh, he, except for the sling he's wearing, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know that he had surgery. He yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, I saw the picture. He's like, yeah, he looks great. Other than that sling on his, he's in right? his arm. Yeah. I love those guys. And like I said, I haven't got to see them. Oh. It's been a couple of years yeah. since I've seen them, but great. That, uh, I'm supposed to be having dinner with uh, Greg in July. We already have plans because okay. we go to wa- I go to Waterloo, Iowa every year for the Dan Gable Hall of Fame. Yes. And uh, Barbara comes up and JJ Dillon and his daughter. So they all fly into Minneapolis and drive down with me. And, oh, okay. Um, That's nice. So Barbara and Pam have both talked to Greg and said, told him that uh, when they come in town in July, we're getting together. Yeah. Dinner, so, so that'll be fun. Yeah. You know, what's funny. You mentioned those two again, that I never met him in person. I've only interacted with him like you and I are right now through Zoom and through podcasts. But when I went to the Crusher Fest, I texted him, say, hey, I'm here at the hotel we met up later in the evening prior to their first event. They they welcomed me in like I had known them for 20 years. And they- yeah, and, and then the next morning we had breakfast, talked to me for a while, and I said, I'll meet you over there later because they had to get going and had dinner that night with those two. Just great down-to-earth guys. And, and it made me feel so good because I'm like a true fan. You know, I was a little kid when they were the high flyers. And and uh I was kind of starstruck, I'll be honest, but they treated me like I'd known them 20 know, years. That's, that's yeah. how that's how most of the guys are. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I have always the high flyers have always been my number one favorite tag team, and they they always George were. told me that too. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he said Eddie Gilbert was your favorite wrestler because you were really good friends, and your favorite tag team was the high flyers. Yep, they sure were. So I hope that Brian Blair doesn't see this to know that my favorite team was Greg and Jim and not Jim and Brian. <laughs> and a tiebreaker is the killer bees, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I want to talk to you about an award you received in 2011. I did a little research. Uh, and this award... Uh, I didn't know what it was until I had to look it up. It was called, it's called the Red Bastine Friendship Award. And the criteria is that the nominee will be someone who has never worked in any major capacity in the pro wrestling industry or been under contract in a major wrestling promotion, but should have 
demonstrated by deed and word over time, a commitment to the people and the welfare of the industry. The nominee must have attended at least three cauliflower uh, club, alley club conventions. Now that's a pretty esteemed award for, that's, a, you know, I was kind of surprised because I remember Red Bastine, I mean, a little bit, uh, you know, he was a really good wrestler, really good guy. Uh, but for that, and you received that, that's pretty amazing. This is prior to you even uh, going to work for them. Correct. So that uh, tells me a lot about your character. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, that's a very high prestige honor to receive that. And uh, what was that like for you when you found out you're getting this award? I mean, you had to be like overjoyed, probably tears running down your face from joy and oh my gosh no you have got to hear this story i had no idea that i was getting this award so so 2011 the first thing was that the gilberts were going to be there because they were getting the family award that year and rick martell he was honored and he is another one of my very favorites. So the guy who was um, working on the board at the time, I don't know if you know Morgan Dollar, no. we're very good friends. And I kept telling him, I said, it just can't get any better. I can't believe Rick Martell is going to be there. The Gilberts are going to be there. And, you know, he just kept playing along with me. Yeah. Well, then... I got an email one day. I don't even know who sent it to me, but they told me that they were going to give the friendship award to this Morgan dollar. And I was so excited for him. They even went as far as made up a fake plaque with his picture on it. And (laughs) I said, I said, you know, I think myself, Joyce Poshton and Wendy Weaver, who was Penny Banner's daughter, should be there to present it to him. Well, I played right into it. So they're all like, okay, so we're up there to give these speeches. And they had me go last. And so I got up there and I made my little speech about Morgan and blah, blah, blah. And then they called him up there to accept the award. So he's standing there and he's like, um, well, you know, we've been telling a bunch of lies the last few months. He said, um, this friendship word is not actually going to me. And he turns around and looks at me and he goes, honey, come over here because this is your award. Oh, wow. I was in awe. I started crying at yeah. Of course, everybody, there were several people who were in on it. And um, so it was, it was a surprise. It yeah. was a shock. I was so excited. And then afterwards, I can remember the very first person that congratulated me was Rockin' Robin. And Rockin Robin. Yeah. she was there that year because she was honored and I had never met her before and she came over to me and introduced herself and she said, honey, she said, your face was just priceless. And she said, what an honor it was for you and what a privilege it is 
to know that you have been friends with so many wrestlers. Yeah, that's that, that was kind of that was kind of special too. That's great. That's a great yeah, story. Was, yeah. So I had no idea. It was a complete surprise, and they really they really got me. But to even go to the extreme to make up a fake plan. <laughs> that's it's pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, they, they were, but it was good. And then Morgan asked me afterwards, he said, so, you know, you've been telling me for months that it couldn't get any better. What do you think now? <laughs> so that was, that was yeah, a pretty cool one. That, that is, that's pretty, that's a, that's a great story. I mean, that tells a lot about you and, and you know, if they went through all that trouble, that means they, they really loved you, respected you. And, and yeah, that's, that's great. That's and you know, Brian, I have become friends with so many of the wrestlers yeah. and, you know, it, it's an honor for me to be considered a friend. Yeah. And they're, these people are like family to me. Yeah. I, I love yeah. it. You mentioned Rick Martell, uh, one of your good friends. I mean, I, I like that guy. I think he was a great champion. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. You know, I hear a lot of people say that and I agree. I, uh, I loved him when he was in the AW. Yeah. I, I didn't care for his gimmick in the, uh, the model. Yeah, no. <laughs> I guess it, I guess it worked for him. And, um, yeah, we were friends when he he was in the AWA, and um, he worked a lot in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I actually uh, I actually met him through um, through Hulk Hogan because oh. I was friends with him. So I started um, picking Rick up when he would come into St. Louis. I'd pick him up at the airport. We'd go to the matches and. Then I'd take him back to the hotel and, you know, everybody stayed there and drank. And then we usually went to Denny's and had breakfast, but he was a super, super nice guy. And, you know, I don't, it's kind of funny because Rick had been in the United States for years, but he still, it was still sometimes hard to understand him. And he still didn't know a lot of our, our lingo, but he was just always a super nice guy yeah. and I hadn't I hadn't seen him since uh gosh the 80s and then in 2011 when he was at CAC I got reacquainted with him got to yeah. talk to him of course I had to refresh his memory who I was because I had lost a lot of weight since he saw me okay. and he didn't, he didn't remember me but when I told him who he was, he remembered and uh, he said, you were always my best friend when I was in St. Louis. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I always, I always loved him. He was yeah. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he got the credit he deserved. All these, yeah. you have so many friends uh, in the business. Um, you guys keep up pretty frequent as much as you can. I mean, calls. Facebook um, messaging. I mean, I know with COVID, it's a little bit harder now, but. Some of them I do. I mean, you know, by working on CAC, I keep in pretty close contact with yeah. Brian. 
we talk or text pretty frequently. Um, I hear, you know, once in a while from Jerry Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear from David Schultz once in a while. Here, Here's a story about this guy. Let's so, hear it, Dr. D. So, and I love this guy and I haven't known him that long. So a few years ago, Herb said to me, he said, and this was before Larry passed away. And Herb told me, he says, uh, we're bringing Dr. D in for our May show this year. And I'm like, Herb, what, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Nobody likes this guy. I've never heard anything good about him. He's a jerk. And I called Larry. I said, Larry, I said, what the heck is wrong with Herb? He starts laughing. He goes, Darla, he thinks it's going to be great. He wants to bring David in. So I'm not arguing with him. So, so he brings him in and I, I went into town for it and Barbara and I had hung out that day and we get to the thing and they introduced me to him and I'm like, okay, whatever. And, uh, you know, we, we talked a few times and then we went out to eat afterwards and I'm like, okay, this, this guy's not so bad. And then, uh, a couple years later, they honored him at CAC. So he was at CAC, him and his wife showed up and, um, you know, he remembered me and we talked and he was such a good guy and I'm friends with him on Facebook. And a couple, couple years ago, I had a pretty major back surgery and he found out and he got my phone number from Barbara and he called me and I'll tell you what, when I had my back surgery, Mm -hmm. he was one of my big supporters. And um, so now on special holidays and occasions, I'll get a text message from him telling me Merry Christmas, whatever. So it's kind of cool. So I have to recant that uh, he's a bad person, (laughs) that he's a jerk. I really, really like him. Yeah, (laughs) He's a good guy. Yeah, that's great. The horror stories, I don't believe them anymore. There you go. (laughs) I do believe he slapped John Stossel though. Oh, he, yeah, it's on TV. It was this <laughs> video, yeah. That that was, yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah but he's, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. And uh, I don't, you probably aren't aware of this unless somebody has told you, but um, I'm sure you know who Sapphire is. Yeah, yeah. She was my very best friend until the day she died. Oh, I did not know. Okay, That's interesting. She and I, she was uh, one of the first people I met when I started going to wrestling at the Chase. Okay. And we became very good friends. I mean, she came to my parents' house. We we traveled a lot to get all my trips to Kansas City and Memphis. Yeah. She was usually my travel buddy. Oh, okay. I I talked to her on the phone the night before she passed away. Yeah. And... Um, she was complaining of indigestion and <laughs> next day she had a heart attack. Oh gosh. She died, but it was kind of funny. So when my grand, I mean, she knew my whole family. Yeah. Just loved her. And uh, when my grandpa passed away, her and another friend of ours, Kathy came to the funeral and mm-hmm. um, 
after the funeral service, the pastor went up to my mom because, you know, Granite City at that time was predominantly white. Mm -hmm. And uh, my pastor said to my mom, he said, it sure was nice for Ted's nurses to show up for his funeral. And said, nurses, who are you talking about? He said, you know, those two ladies, my mom said, those are not his nurses. They are like part of our family. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She was, she was the best. Yeah. I remember her with Dusty and WWF. Uh, Always dancing with with Dusty and and the polka dots. Yeah. 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 You know, she got her start with Herb. She wrestled, she wrestled for Herb. Okay. Princess Dark Cloud, and she was also the first female referee in the state of Missouri. Oh, okay. See, I'm I'm learning things here. We're we're learning things here tonight. See. Oh my gosh, you would loved her. She was she was awesome. Yeah, I yeah I can imagine. I mean, she was quite entertaining on TV with Dusty. Yeah, Uh, I used to. Neat. You need to teach him how to dance. <laughs> he doesn't have it. Uh, the son of a plumber don't know how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, um, what do you what are you up to now? I mean, you're talking about uh, Waterloo in July. Is there any other events you plan on attending or um, going to? I will be going home in May for Herb's big show. Okay. Probably will be going back in June because, you know, this uh, book that Ed Wheatley wrote, Wrestling at the Chase, a few months ago. It yes. Came out in yeah. October. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now they're doing a documentary film and it, and I'm in the film. They, they called All right. me to interview me so i was home in august and uh went over to channel nine studios and did my interview and that's supposed to be released in june so i'll probably get to go home for that and then waterloo in july and then um cauliflower is in september and as of that that's all the wrestling events i have on the schedule as of right now but you know as in wrestling it's always subject to change. subject to change card subject to change yes yep. so but that's my definite plans for right now well good i'm so glad i i had you on here it's been a joy i mean uh just talking to you you just seem so i don't know down to earth pleasant friendly um, i try to yeah, no, uh, you are. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on here tonight and uh, and talking to, to us. And you know, I try to, like I said, not just reach out to wrestlers, but promoters, fans, you know. And and when I saw your name and, and what you've done and, and won that award and, for, and you've never worked in the business, I mean, that's pretty amazing that you have done all that you have done. And never worked in the business. You know, I mean, that's pretty amazing. I never have. I'm just a true wrestling fan yeah. that 
loves it. And I, I still love it. I don't, I don't really go or watch. I was going to ask you, do you watch it very much nowadays or? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I did for a while, but I don't really anymore. I, I was a big John Cena fan, but I'm kind of over that. And I do go, there's a local promotion up here in Minnesota that I go to um, steel domain wrestling. Okay. Um, it it's it's a good promotion they do a lot of try to do old school mm-hmm. and um it's uh promoted by ed hillier and mark koval they do an awesome job with it ken resnick is involved he does oh, okay the, ken resnick. he does play by play for him so it's a good time and um i sell tickets for him so well, there you, you know, go yeah, that's fun. I get to, you know, meet a lot of the fans and, and know them. So, yeah. so that's cool. We run shows once a month. In fact, uh, our next show is this Friday. So, so all right. Good. Yeah. Well, good for you. That's great. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. I want to thank you for coming on the thank show. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you, my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Darla Staggs. I appreciate it. Thank you. And folks, thank you for listening. If you're watching, thank you. And please subscribe and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Brian.